everybody. But we're also on tape. <laughs> kind of. We are deep down in the bowels <laughs> of Elise Music. Episode 122 of Kamloops last week. Christopher Folds, Magic Mike, and Billa. <laughs> trying, trying to look a little happier. My daughter watches a show every week from Victoria and says I always look miserable at the beginning. So I'm Why is that, do you think? It's just my visage, but I'm trying to go... Trying to, trying to be happier there. So Mike doesn't look so happy today. <clears throat> oh, 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 no. I brought in the New Year's with a new friend, um, COVID. So uh, our entire office staff um, got shut down. We were doing inventory and um, started with Monica uh, and then just leaked through all the way. And, and we actually closed the store yesterday for the first time. Wow. And you made Monica sleep in the RV while you were at... In, she in... made me sleep in the RV. Mm. This time, I, I was uh, stuck in the basement. Oh. Even though I didn't have COVID first, and then I contracted COVID. So uh, so there we are. How was your holidays? Uh, they were nice. Yeah, I went over to uh, see my sister in uh, in West Kelowna, and my in-laws came over on Christmas Eve. So I had, had a really nice Christmas, Big dinner? actually. Um, yeah, with my sister being Italian, yeah, it's huge dinner. Uh, and for the first time this year, my sister actually said, Mom and Dad, you're not to do anything in the kitchen. Oh, wow. We're taking over. So that was a big... Passing uh, of the torch there. Big passing of the torch, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I think it was a reluctant passing uh, on my mom and dad's part. Yeah. And my dad couldn't help but uh, give a few little pointers on uh, <laughs> on the turkey and cutting. And But uh, I think it went really well. Cool. What yeah. about you? Oh, nice, nice, quiet, quiet Christmas. Just... Me and the wife and Atticus. My kids came up from the coast and they spent some time. And uh, Isabel and um, my wife's parents came over and that was it. Cool. Nice. Yep. Right on. Good show today. Great show today. We're doing our top 10 news stories of 2023, our annual mm. top 10. Um, we'll get Mike's thoughts on them. We'll hear what you have to say. Bill, if you want to say anything, you're free to do so. Uh, we also have one of our best guests of all time, Mark Madriga, Global BC Chief Meteorologist Mark Madriga. He'll come on and talk, talk to us about um, this weird winter we're having. Yeah. <laughs> you never said a thing about 22 yet. Oh, 120, is this 122 or 122? Yeah. 122? 122 is, um, yes, 122 is, um, interestingly enough, it's the uh, hardest hit baseball ever recorded by O'Neill Cruz. Last year, a rookie with the Pittsburgh Pirates, August 24th, 2022, Exit velocity, 122.4 miles an hour, which is the hardest ball ever hit based on the tracking system. So that's after it comes off the bat. After it comes off the bat, it went off the left field wall at PNC Park and uh, Robert Clemente wall. And um, 122.4 miles an hour, which beat the former mark by Aaron Judge. It only goes back to 2015. People in the know, they say... Yeah, they say. Um, what? They get say, the exact number what? right. What? Yeah. Yes. People yeah. in the know they say that Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle may may have, um, he may have hit it as hard back in the day. They I didn't measure so. back then. But O'Neill Cruz hit. He's a rookie and he's with Pittsburgh, which is a, you know you have a soft spot for the small market franchise. Twenty two is also a good number because twenty two is the date next month that the spring training starts in the MLB. We can't wait. It's forty nine days from now. The Cubs, <laughs> or the 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 Dodgers and the Padres play. And uh, we hate both those teams because they try to win championships by a lot by buying it. And then the biggest day is two days later, 24th, when the Giants play the Cubs. So we can't wait. That's only 49 days away, so that's great. The anyway. Giants are going to disappoint you again. You know that. No, they're coming what, on. They got what, Lee. What is wrong with you? How, how do you know that? <laughs> no. I, just, I don't even think he actually rehearsed that. No, 22. absolutely. I don't think so either. And he knew the exact 122.4 Rain Man. 
right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, totally. O'Neill Cruz, look him up. He's a good. He, he ain't gonna last long there because they can't afford him. Goodwill hunting. Anyway, here we go. Okay, Macarech, this is big new. Mike, you kind of you, you didn't drop the ball on this. You dropped the ball on it. Fuck up yeah. your money there. Yeah. Yeah. So we went and got without you our pickup, and Folds went there. And I went met. there. And I, w- I went there, and I met. Um, very, Andrea. very nice lady there, and we met in the parking lot. We both got shooed off the, you know, you wait, you know, you wait in front of the airport. And yeah. The security guard was quite aggressive. And we oh, both really? had that. We both got, we got put back into the pen, you know, into the parking lot thing, and she was waiting, and um, she had a cooler, and she had. Uh, I got our, our our order. It's home in my freezer. I got some pork and chicken. Lamb, and got, lamb and chicken. You I got think. lamb and mm. you got lamb. Anyway, it's waiting there for you, and it's you know wrapped in those great butcher wraps, you know, yeah. and it's written down. And and she says she's hoping more people will will will, uh, will order that's from it. That's Big Mike's mom. Oh, that's Big Mike's yeah. mom. Okay, and nice lady. She loves. I actually owe her some garlic she bread. She says hi to you. Yeah, um, likes garlic Mike, bread. likes Bill. Yep. It's yeah, good. I owe her some garlic bread from yeah. uh, a, a party about twenty years ago. <laughs> I was really drunk in their house and was so hungry, <laughs> and went and just went to the freezer and got the garlic bread and started trying to eat it frozen so that's coming your way yeah, well the good thing about maca ranch is that um uh, i tried one of the pork uh, pork uh, was it chopped you tried one already yeah and it's unbelievable it's really really good really mm. good i fried it actually i wasn't gonna put it in the barbecue i put it on a cast iron pan because it's really good but the um, um did you start feeling really happy afterward really happy i felt the animals are really I happy. one with nature but the cool thing is yeah. i mean think about this you're you're, you're not you're buying off a local you know, people who started their own thing, grass fred. It's, Turtle it's, Valley. It says it says regionally local as possible. But not only that, I just had to drive to the airport, ten minutes from my house, pick it up there. Nice they delivered a Kamloops, Mike. Yep. it's awesome. I need to get some uh, some lamb chops for sure. It's very good. My mom has a great recipe for uh, mushroom pork chops oh, yeah. and and what she calls sticky rice, which I just realized. Not all rice is... Oh, that's like the Asian rice. Very, I use that now all day. It's basmati. That's all I ever knew. I use basmati when I get this now, flaky yeah. rice that doesn't stick together, I'm yeah. like, what is this crap? No, it's good. Uh, but she uses mush- cream and mushroom soup yeah. as a base. Yeah, and that's what I do, too. basically fries it and boils it in yeah. the pot. Yeah, we had that fantastic. when I was a kid yeah. all the time. It's great. I'm craving that now. Yeah, me too. Rice is a... I'm eating a lot more rice now. My special new... Probably brown woman. rice because you're the health kick, right? Because white rice is not supposed to be good for you. No, mostly it's been, it's been white rice. And she's very particular, though. She doesn't think that... The, the rice here is quite up to par. <laughs> we get the red rooster rice yep. from Superstore, which is like passable, but she still craves her, her Iranian rice. Mm-hmm. Great story there mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, Maca Ranch, though, one more thing on them. They deliver, as you, as you mentioned already, but hormones, Mike, what do they think about those? They, uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't like hormones. Steroids. Yeah. They don't use those. Pesticides. We use those. It's safe no. to say that Lance Armstrong does not shop at Macaranch. <laughs> <laughs> he might now. Yeah. He might now. Hopefully he's changed his ways. Brand new website, stunningmacaranch.ca. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, Macaranch. We love Macaranch. Now, this is a special little segment. I don't think, well, you kind of know what's coming here. Or is Mark, is Mark here already? Uh, Mark's not on yet. No. Okay, so we'll just talk about this until Mark comes on. <clears throat> Top 50 shows of all time. Well, I was on Facebook scrolling. And I keep in mind things that might really trigger folds. So <laughs> I, I found this list. It was the top, I think we can do this slide now, Bill. The top 50 shows, bingeable, binge-worthy shows of all time. Of all time. And I noticed right away, or top 30 oh, here, sorry. number 30 on this list is The Wire. Yeah. And I know for a fact that folds, that's like number one or two for you. It's got to be, yeah. So I just one. tagged folds in Facebook and I, I said, what do you think about this? And this is his response. He says, seems to me those who compiled this list believe that TV was invented this century. Absolute joke. Most, if not all, 
of those on this list are good shows. Of course, The Wire should be top three without a doubt. But the more salient question, says Folzi, where is MASH? Where is Cheers? Where is Senior Elsewhere? Sane Elsewhere. I was, I was talking you, into the thing. You were talking? Yeah, Sane Elsewhere. I think, Hill Street Blues. I, I think the wine was talking. No, 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 no. Where is Hill Street Blues? Where is Homicide Life on the Street? Where is ER? Barney Miller? Where is Soap? Where is Fernwood Tonight? Maud? Mary Hartman? You said twice. Was it Mary Hartman? Mary Hartman? That's the name of the show. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Larry Sanders Show. I think it's Larry Sanders, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Beverly Any, Hillbillies. Be, yeah, wow, he says. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, Any fantastic show from the 60s all the way to the 90s? And how the tell, how the hell I think yep, he meant, yep. can friends be here, yet Seinfeld and Curb are not. Exactly. These it's lists ridiculous. are stupid, he said. They, they are stupid. Well, they, they're just dumb because all they do is, is, is provoke anger from people like me who know better. And it's like you can't, if you, TV started with the DuPont Network and ABC and NBC back in the late, late 40s, early 50s. Give us an exact year, please. Well, and, um, and you have great shows back. <laughs> Sid Caesars, Cavalcade of Stars, right? I mean, the Jackie Gleason show. I mean, come on. You can't make lists like this unless you say, okay, Here's the is, best. That, is that binge-worthy TV, though? Like binge The Honeymooners. Honeymoon, one of the greatest shows of all time. Faulty Towers. They only I, made Faulty 13, Towers should be 13 yeah. episodes, like, and, all, and you can watch those over and over like Seinfeld because they're so good. I agree. Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords is a great over show. And over and over. Prison yeah. Break should, is, it doesn't even match up with half of the shows out there. The fact that Better Call Saul is so far down the list. Yes, that's that a, was a that's great an show. abomination. It's an abomination. Anyway, this is just a list by someone who doesn't really know their history, and which is a problem with the world today. Because if you're going to do a list like this, you have to compartmentalize it into like maybe, here's the best shows of the early 80s or 85 to 90 because there's so many good shows yes, out there. Some of those old shows just don't hold up. They those do hold up. All the family holds about, up. Everything well, holds up. No, they're, they're cringeworthy to watch That's a lot of those you have shows no, you have no um, attention span. You're all gnats, say, eh? running around with your phones, doing all this all the time. you got to just slow down. Talk We're all gnats? Slow... Yeah, you're all gnats. Who? Anyone under the age of 45? Well, you and all the 40-year-olds and down. You guys don't understand. I'm you're 39. on your phones all the time. You, you want to be instantly gratified. You're all this Instagram nation. Just slow down, man. Watch a ma- episode <laughs> what of that. Read a book. Just read a book. Jackie Gleason was one of the greatest. You know, one of the greatest. Uh, the Odd Couple. The Odd Couple. There's another one. But I do, I do have to say, The Wire the being 30 be here, it's an absolute embarrassment It is embarrassment. Well. They got Big Bang Theory number eight? No, no, no. Who it's a funny kidding? show, but it's The Wire is like, you know, people, I, I, I've talked to people who say, well, I, I couldn't get into it. I, it took me a couple times just to get into it. Once you get into it, you can't stop. Yeah. Because uh, it's hard to you know, understand the Sorry. whole dialect. But The Wire is, and this isn't an opinion, anyone, <laughs> it, it's factual. It's one of the top two shows of all time. Homicide Life on the Street, same creator, David Simon, should be up there too. I think that um, for me, Breaking Bad is number one. Yeah. Well, where's, is Mad Men on here? That's an, that should be on here too. Yeah. Instead, you've got these, what else do you have on here that shouldn't be on? Criminal Minds, that's a, I don't know about that show. The Mandalorians should not be on there. That's a Star Trek thing. Yeah, it, no, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill's pissed off right now. I think we got Mark Rodriguez coming on here, and uh, let's, I wonder what his favorite show is yeah. of all time. I like should ask him. Yeah. Is, is Mark there? I think you I, can kind of hear me. I am here, now. if you can there hear is. me okay. There he is. Got to amp the I, volume a bit. Yeah, I'm trying. There here. you go. Nope, no, we heard you just now. I think it's our, so it's on our end. The issues as usual. Uh, there you go. Anything from the '70s was great. You mentioned a bunch. I loved Mary Tyler Moore. I thought it was very clever. Uh, <laughs> but more recently, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. Yes. Hey, the final season. <laughs> final final season starts February second. Okay, good. Yeah, good. I'm still a couple of years behind. There you go. So don't spoil it for me. No. If you if you had <laughs> to pick your favorite show of all time, then you'd say it would be Curb. Yeah, I guess, Yeah, I, I just watched it so recently. I guess it's it's up there for sure. That's yeah. my top I mean, five. Seinfeld yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, 
There's some good things from the 70s, too. Yeah. I was a, oh, I was a big Get Smart fan way okay. back. Oh, they yeah. still like Get Smart. I mean, that's 50 <laughs> years ago or more, but uh, very funny, very they, funny. Missed it by this much. They did a, a remake, yeah. a movie remake, right? Wasn't Steve, it like Steve, Steve Carell? Yeah, that's sacrilege. It's horrible. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ron Adams is the only one. I still use the cone of silence. <laughs> yeah, the cone of silence. That's right. Yeah. And the chief. The chief. The yeah, chief. Right. Agent 99. <laughs> and what's her name? She was quite yeah. quite the babe. His uh, Barbara Feldman. Uh, be, Barbara yeah. Feldman. Oh, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Uh, can you say that these days? She was a very attractive lady. She was his uh, agent assistant there, yes. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, can we, because I love this intro video so much, can we just play that for fun and then we'll we'll start asking Mark about weather questions? And now, Global BC Chief Meteorologist Mark Rodriguez on Capri's last our PA man still has a throat issue going. <laughs> Our PA man always sounds like he's constipated. I don't know. We need to speed him up there a bit. I like uh, I like the picture of me from 20 years ago. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. How's the holiday season, Mark? <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. I uh, Christmas night I caught, and I hadn't been sick in five years. For some reason, Christmas night, the flu hit me hard. Uh, so I'm just getting over it now. Still a bit of a cough. So don't make me laugh, guys, because then I'll start to cough and I won't be able to stop. So let's keep it cool. We'll try that. I know. Let, let's talk about the weather then. Folks, yeah. you, sure, yeah. you have some questions? Well, yeah, it's, it's no laughing matter because if you own a ski hill or if you're, in, if you're selling snowblowers or if you're a retailer with a lot of winter gear, you're probably nervous still because... Um, it's uh, January 4th today, so on the 1st and 2nd, they're playing pickleball here in Kamloops. They're playing tennis here in Kamloops. It's very warm. It's very dry. Last year, 2023, Kamloops was, I think, the driest and warmest year on record since 1893. Last year, we had 148 uh, millimeters of precipitation, which is less than a half of the 277. What's going on? Uh, now, those stats are, uh, I had to write some of those down. You have a great memory. Rain man. Well, yeah, I wrote them down just in case we went over them, but I, uh, I don't need to recite them back to you. Yeah, it was crazy dry. I mean, it's already a dry climate, as you know, with the, the semi-arid climate, the sagebrush, the tumbleweeds. We get that rain shadow effect, snow shadow effect coming over the coastal range. Uh, but it was ridiculously dry month by month. Uh, we ended up with 34 centimeters of snow for the year. Most of that was last February. Uh, 64 is the average. But uh, yeah, tied uh, or beat the all-time record for uh, for precipitation, the all-time lowest. And it was also tying for the, uh, the warmest on record. What happened? Well... These things happen. That's what weather's all about. It, it varies year to year. And, uh, we are right in a super El Nino or a strong El Nino. And we think that's the reason for the very mild start to this winter with the low precipitation, very low, minimal snowfall, dry, uh, brown all around us here. A little bit of snow higher up, of course. But uh, I will, it's probably more complicated than that. Uh, the year, I can't really say for sure, but you know, the last uh, couple, few months, uh, it's the El Nino that's been a little drier, certainly much, and a lot warmer, especially. And that's been the story on the south coast. So 
Right now, all I have to say is the El Nino. Certainly, there could be some variability in the in the climate. I mean, we're in a very dry stretch here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember growing up in Kamloops. We had years like this in the in the latter part of the year, like '76. Uh, the '60s were snow snow belt years, but uh, there were a few in there. I remember listening to the radio, and uh, yeah, you're gonna have to wax your skis rather than go skiing here in December in yeah. Kamloops because there's no snow. So it has happened before. Well, is there? Um the, the first snowpack readings, I think, will come out on January 8th, and they're, they're going to be lower than normal. But what, what does it look yeah. like down there with respect to grouse, Seymour, and, um, and oh. um, what, Cypress? Well, bear, uh, mm-hmm. but snow is, uh, is certainly in the cards for Friday and into, uh, into next week. It's going to be colder and drier. But uh, it's been so bare. It's been terrible. Uh, at least uh, the three big ones here, Cypress, uh, Seymour, and, uh, and Grouse. But uh, snow is coming, at least some. And it's going to get into a colder stretch. You know, the longer term for Kamloops and here in the, where I am on the south coast is uh, with El Nino still strong all spring. The prognosis is for above average temperatures, likely below average precipitation, and not a lot of snow in the mountains. That said, we're going to get little spurts of snow here locally and through Kamloops, but uh, it just doesn't show that it's going to be wetter than average heading into the spring, which is exactly what we want. We want wetter than average, cooler than average, build the snowpack around Kamloops in the southern interior and here on the south coast. It's not necessarily going to happen. I mean, Week to week, it'll vary somewhat, but overall, it still looks dry and mild for many months ahead. I saw you more on a national scale. I saw you retweeted, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but Christmas 2023, one of the greenest observed in Canada, December 2023, warm across Canada, especially in the prairies. What's going on there? Yeah, typically you don't have the same kind of warmth with El Nino across the entire country, so it's it's not easy to explain, but we think the El Nino effect is strong across the nation. It was above average for temperatures in December, big time, of course, we know about Kamloops uh, and the south coast, well above average, all the way up to the Arctic, through the prairies, uh, some places, uh, a lot of them have the warmest December on record. So. If I could tell you exactly what's going on besides the effect of the strong El Nino, I would, but I, I just don't know. I'm just going to lean on this El Nino. So far, it's going to stay strong. Uh, all my charts, my long-term charts, and I mean, we have enough trouble forecasting three days in advance sometimes because mm-hmm. it changes so quickly, but the long-range seasonal forecasts that come up from the computer still show above-average temperatures for a lot of Western Canada and near or a bit below-average precipitation, thanks likely to El Nino. So I'm going to lean on that through the next few months. Week to week, it may change a bit. Like next week, it's going to get a lot colder, for example. But yeah, not a lot of great news to really build the snowpack for Western Canada. Is there any way to know, and I know you just mentioned long-term forecasting is very hard, is there any way to know when or if the El Nino will, I know it's usually every couple of years it flips and then La Nina comes in, yeah. but how long is this, is this El Nino, are we going to see it going into next fall, next winter or yeah, summer? Great question, and I mean it, it, it can change, but the forecast models now, and I just read about it yesterday or the day before, showing the El Nino strong heading into the latter part of spring meaning likely warm and a bit drier, 
heading into spring. Uh, but but the uh, the long-term computer models are taking it away later this year and moving back to more of a neutral condition late this year, late 2024. Uh, so not an El Nino, not a La Nina, kind of in the middle of the road. Uh, so it looks like, based on this, that El Nino will go away later this year, so not necessarily two in a row. But it's pretty strong right now. For sure. Is this dryness kind of a worry for fire season again already? Yeah, it's, you know? hu it's huge up here for, for fire season and the river. I, I drove back from Vernon yesterday and um, the river, the South Thompson River coming out of the Shuswap, you can almost hop over across the riverbank yeah. out, out in Dallas. It got a little bit fuller as you came in, but it's, it's the lowest anyone here has, they say, we've ever seen. There's still lots of water in there, but it's nothing like it was. We're fortunate that it'll replenish with snow, but down where you live, you, you rely on the, on the reservoirs from rain, right? For the for the for your water, so it's a big big difference. True, yeah, yeah true. Here we uh, we rely on the snow melt in the interior during the spring to fill up the Fraser, for example, yeah. down yeah. here. But yeah, it's more the uh, the rainfall and the uh, the local snow melt here. Yeah, I looked at the Thompson this morning, the South Thompson at Kamloops, and it was one point nine meters or so, which is about six, just under seven feet. And I, I can't recall it that low when I was growing up in Kamloops. I just don't recall it. Possibly it was close to that, but it is so low right now. And I know it was very low last March and April, similar to this, very low. Mm -hmm. Then we had the snowpack melt and it got up high. Really high. Uh, didn't yeah. set any records. No, no big flooding. And then it quickly dropped off all summer. Yeah. And we're left with very little in the Thompson. So, yeah, it's an issue. Uh, again, given the long-term forecast of probably drier, probably warmer overall between now through to the spring. Um, unless that turns around and gives us a nice, cool, wet spring, we're going to have some issues this summer for sure with lack of snowpack, dry forests, and fire situations. Well, I know in Alberta they're already predict they're, they're already preparing for another bad fire season. They're already still fighting 64 up there. It's crazy. They're still smoldering. So I guess we just have yep. to prepare for possibly another smoky season. Hope not, but it doesn't look good. Yep. Yep. For sure. Prepare now. Think about it. Uh, unless we get a lot of rainfall and mountain snowpack, it's going to be a huge issue again this summer, for yeah. sure. Did you have any more notes there for us on your pad, or was that was that the last what one? What have I got? Uh, no, just the stats for the year, the driest on record and, and uh, tied for the warmest in uh, 1979. I kind of remember that year. It was so dry. Uh, January, February was bitterly cold that year. I mean, it varies year to year. Soccer bowl. I, I know that, Soccer I know bowl that for Kamloops uh, in the article here, um, our records go back to 1897, I think it is. Now, that's not consistently for the airport. I, I'm kind of a stickler for details, but it's true. We Our records go back to the late 1890s. There was a station downtown for a long time from 1897 till... Uh, till the 80s, but the airport's been reporting since 51. So it varies slightly place to place, but yeah, overall our records in Kamloops go a long way. So when you're the driest and the warmest, that's pretty substantial. Yeah. Okay, Th any New Year's resolutions before we let you go, Mark? Try to stay healthy. Uh, don't, when you're putting the, and, and probably get to the gym a little more, eat well, you know, the usual stuff. Don't do what I did yesterday. Uh, if you're putting your Christmas decorations away above the garage, there's a nice storage area. Make sure you step on somewhere stable up there. Oh, Don't no. do what I do yesterday. Step on the drywall, go through the garage roof, 
<laughs> and into the garage and land on your butt, oh, no butt way. first on the cement. So I'm off to the doctor later today, but I'm okay. I think Good. I'm going to make it. Just You're be lucky. careful out there. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Went through the drywall. Okay, that's a great story to end it. We're glad you're, glad you're okay and the forecast is okay for your back. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Okay. Good luck, Blazers. Let's make it happen. Okay, take her easy. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> okay. Honestly, it's it's a lot better than I thought it would be. I mean, when I got here, there's no way I thought that you could like make a living off of like, working at McDonald's, but you can, and that's kind of like changed my whole outlook on what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I definitely can see myself staying at McDonald's because you know it's something that you can financially stay at, and I love it. So why not? <laughs> this was my last choice for a job. I I applied at different places before I applied here. And I am so glad I got the job here because there's nowhere else I could really see myself. I love McDonald's, I love everything about it. I love the energy, I love the people. Um, just a great environment to be in. It makes me happy. Um, I like making other people happy. Um, so yeah, eventually I'd like to be a GM and maybe uh, from there, move up from there. I don't know yet. I mean, kind of just going with the flow here. Top 10 Kamloops news stories of 2023. We're gonna do this every year. Chris, um, number one, okay, so I kind of came up with the ordering of this list. I, 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 suggest, I sent you a bunch of suggestions and said, no particular order, because you know it's hard to, it's like that list of TV shows, it's hard to say which one, yeah. but you threw them in some order that you thought was germane to the conversation. Yes, it could be, it's, There'll be some you, you gotta put them somewhere. Yeah. So you can disagree if you, if you want, but we got, uh, we got 10 topics here. Number one, why don't we go 10 to 1? You want to go 10 to 1? Well, because okay, go one that to might ten. confuse Bill. Okay, go 10 to 1. Go 1 to 10. Probably be pretty easy, Bill, if we go 10 to 1. If we go backwards, is that going to throw you off too much? What, what are, the, what, the videos are, the videos are already all in Okay, let's go 1 to 10. 1 okay. to 10. We're going to go 1 to 10. That's easier. All right. <laughs> Unless you want to stop and we can reorganize. Yeah, no. no, 1 to 10 good. Let's go. Come on. It's good. Okay, number so, one. Well, hold on. This is no, we're starting with the number one story and going to ten. Yeah, to the tenth. Should we should we go the other? Well, way? I mean, you logic says you way. go ten we're, to one, right? I'm gonna have to just put them in the, in the other order. Yeah. We, we, okay. Let's we'll take a couple seconds because I think it's better. To, yeah, to I do too. Way. Yeah, I think number ten should be my team beating Bills at trivia last week. Oh. oh. Yes. Yes. Where was that? <laughs> at the central. At the central. Yeah. I think it was like by a half a point or something. Well, uh, you, be, you, you beat Bill in to, trivia? To be fair, it was a point and a half. A point and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a cheat code at those things, though. No, because half the time I didn't, uh, we had, my, my kids were there, and, and, and um, my, my, I was up with Addie and Cam and Cam's son. And then Veronica was there, but she went to another table with her friends, so they're young. So they, they killed, uh, you know, some of the new music shit I had known about. So yeah. without them, we wouldn't have won. Yeah. So this, this is all, it was all music. No, music. no, there's music, there's history, there's, okay. but it's fun. Yeah, it's, I like the sound. They have one at Bailey's too. Although I think the chicken wings have gone down, downhill. <laughs> we're at Central? Yeah. I don't think they were ever uphill. Well, they were better, you know, about a, two months ago. Remember the old Dirty Jersey? They had good wings. They had the best wings in town. Meaty. Gulliver's. Gulliver's? The Gulliver's restaurant had the best wings. Where was that? Uh, Is your camera? Turn into like a chicken. I like chicken wings. There he is. A lot. I think uh, back in the day, the best wings I can remember is Gulliver's. They were, um, 
where Tony Roma's uh, was. Oh, uh, up there know, years ago. Yeah. Tony Roma's. You mean in the in the Aberdeen Village? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They had the, they they're breaded to perfection. They were a little bit bigger. The sauces that they put on there were just the right amount of tart and sweetness. Not uh, deliver. Nothing else. Yeah. So you like bread and the breaded wing better? I do like the breaded wing better. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys know this. I am a. Um, a champion wing eater. I've won many uh, hot wing eating contests. Really? What's your yeah. record? I, I, it didn't go by record. It was against everybody else in the bar. Okay. So the last person <laughs> standing? Uh, how many we could eat in a certain amount of times. Um, quantity and speed. The Fox and Hound used to have those nights. Like, it'd be like 10 cent wings. Well, they, have, they still have pretty good deals. Like, you know, half the price wings. So it's like eight bucks for a pound instead of 20 because they're expensive now. It's a ridiculous. With the wing price now, it's, 19, it's like $20, 20 bucks for, for a like, pound of wings. That's only oh. seven or eight wings. It's crazy. It's not I, a good deal. I'm really good at eating chicken wings. I, I feel like I've got it like down to a science. And, and I don't know if my teeth are made for it. Yeah. But definitely, I, I think there's some sort of genetic thing going on with eating chicken What's wings. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, mine, I actually like honey garlic. It's my favorite. Hot for me. Hot, yeah. hot, 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 hot. How did you get it? Yeah. We yeah. tap dance. Are we ready to go, Bill? Yeah. Whoa, look at that. Okay. okay so we'll start back up here like, bam. And we're going to start with number 10. And that is, it's a combination of two things. We couldn't really decide what to do here, so we, we kind of combined two things. Number one, full cancer center ago, says uh, health minister Adrian Dix, and slash... Provincial government approves Pineview Valley Elementary, the first new school in Kamloops since Packway back in 2000. We think so. We yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. That's those are two big, big announcements because the the school the school district has been growing uh, by an average of 250 students per year, which is an average size of elementary school every year. New new kids moving in, which is a reversal of the trend. When I first moved here from 2005 to 2010, they were closing schools because enrollment was down. So to get approval for a school in Pineview Valley. Um, was was it was a big deal, um, and they're starting work on it. And of course, Parkcrest Elementary, yep. which burnt down, I think, in September 21. Um, that's that's a drove by the other day. It's almost it's going to open next this year, this oh, nice. spring, I think. Um, Where did your kids go to elementary? They went to Aberdeen Elementary. Um, so that's that's a big deal. So that's that, that's good news because we need more schools here. Actually, what we do need is a, re, a, a restructuring of the whole scheduling. I have an idea that could we can have the schools. We don't need new schools, but we don't need two months off in the summer because the kids aren't out there harvesting the grain anymore. But that's another, that's another you've got topic. A, you've got an idea to read we, out the whole I, school I system. I agree. Have them we working have, in factories, we have, building guitars and stuff. We have studies. I, there was a study yesterday in New York Times, uh, another study ad nauseum about how kids learn differently at different ages. We have, we have high school kids going to school at the worst time when the brains aren't optimum in the morning. We should have the schools open until 8 and 9 at night. We should have staggered classes and we wouldn't need as many schools. I don't like the idea of having no, schools open until no, it's a, no, because they, they, the, 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 the teenagers learn better from noon onward. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scientific fact. But going back to this thing, it's a good idea. It's a good news for the Pine View. And the, uh, Adrian Dix came in, and I think it was May, and he says, okay, we're building this cancer clinic, this full cancer clinic next to RIH. You've heard this before. We've heard this in, in 91. We heard it during the election of, of 2021. 20, uh, and both times, the, 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 both NDP governments, and then they lied to us. Um, strike they plainly lied to us Dix came up and said no we're doing it this time and he announced in May that they're building it there and that uh, this fall this past fall we're gonna see a business plan so far nothing it's still an empty lot we don't know what's going on I'm not saying it's not gonna happen but it doesn't look good yeah 
Right. So people are forced in some cases, well, in, in a lot of cases, to go to Kelowna. Yeah, what we have in Canada is we have all the services except yeah. for radiation. Yeah. And radiation is the easy, is the quickest, and you, they have to drive two hours to Kelowna. Sometimes, in some cases, five or ten minutes of treatment, drive all the way back two hours. It's ridiculous. Mike, do you have your camera on there? Do you want to say something about the schools? Oh, I actually, I agree with, um, with Chris uh, being a, a different style of learner. Mm -hmm. um, but wouldn't that make it a lot easier on the family unit if you're uh, picking up your kids at, at 7 or 8 o'clock at night from, from school you know, rather than from, yeah. trying to be there 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I mean, we, we don't need two months off in the summer where kids forget a lot of stuff. And the semester system is a joke. We should get rid of that thing because, you know, one time my, my son took math from from uh, from September to December, and it was another it's more nice than a year. More days, than a year it? later, nice to have the, he the took math off. again and forgot everything. When yeah. I was in school, we took eight subjects That's straight, right. straight through, five, five, eight blocks going through. Fifty-five and, minutes and each or whatever everything. it was. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's, it's nice to have it. It's, it's it's nice to have a Lamborghini, but sometimes you don't need it, and you don't <laughs> you want to have no time off. off for no, the no, kids you, no. They need time off. They need blocks of weeks off, but you don't need nine weeks in the summer and two weeks in the winter and two weeks in the spring you could you could use that summertime and you can you can block off to say okay the, the, these guys will get three weeks off I'll tell you he's not gonna like that the teachers well, of course they're not gonna <laughs> like that because they got a good thing going i, I actually like i liked having the uh, the summers off because it allowed me to work in the family business <laughs> I, I like to have the summers off you, you, I don't have your that, summers I don't off have weren't good because you didn't have any vacations i don't think huh? a buck no no vacations for you no guys. we went down we drove down to reno and vegas and bellingham and stuff <laughs> Smoking yeah. in the car. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, down. yeah, and having their bad lights going on. No, we were in the back of the station wagon going through Portland, Oregon, and I think Hotbox and Marlboros. Oh yeah, no, it was export planes. Export planes. Yeah, that's what took their lives. So that's yeah. see, that's why. That's why you don't want the summer vacations. Your memories are just foggy. Oh, with smoke. they're okay. They're, it was fun. It was fun times yeah, for sure. Okay, let's go to number nine. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number number nine. It's another combination. It's a sports combination. Mm -hmm. um, yes. South Kamloops Titans win the BC title, volleyball, uh, senior boys championship, and Ethan Kasberg wins golden hammer throw at the world championships. Um, you probably have an issue with that one because he's not from here, right? I mean, he, no, no, he, no, no. There's a difference between him and um, 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 Matty Dunstan. Uh, Dunstan, he, who's, who's, who's Matt hiring, Dunstone. hiring him up to, he's, he's, he's a curler for hire. He goes to wherever the, wherever, whoever wants him. So I think next, next year he's playing for Labrador or Newfoundland. But no, with, um, with, 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 uh, with this, it's, if you train here, he lives here, he's, a, he's basically a Kamloopsian. It's great. Um, also, we should mention the, the Titans. Yep. Yeah, and it's a unique team, and it's, there's kind of a, a sadder tie-in, an inspirational tie-in yeah. too a little bit, is mm -hmm. they were coached in sporadically by Owen McInnes, who was uh, killed recently in a motor vehicle accident, TIU Wolfpack volleyball player. He had gone out to help them yeah. um, in their club volleyball, and I think a couple times for high school practices as well. They got to know him. They got to know him pretty well, and they found out about his, his death while they were at Provincials. While they were Provincials in Langley, and it kind of it was, it was tough for them. You went out and spoke to the kids at the, uh, at the, at the crash site where they have a memorial, and um, they, they, they spoke honestly about you know the motivation, the sadness, and all this kind of stuff. And we have that clip right here. It means a lot, for sure, um, especially with what happened with Owen here. It's nice to be able to dedicate something to him. We're at the spot where the crash happened, and I didn't actually realize you guys had a relationship with him, and he helped coach you guys, so um, what's it like to be here right now? Yeah, for sure. He was more than just some random Wolfpack player to us. He 
came to practices. It was special, special. A lot of those Titans were together since grade five at Lloyd George. A unique situation where okay. a lot of those guys played together since grade five because their coach, Graham McGregor, brought them together. Well, super team. Super That's team. Yep. And speaking of super athletes, Ethan Katzberg. You know Ethan Katzberg. I do. Guitar throwing competition. Oh, guitar throwing. Yes. Yeah, Ethan's great. One of our favorite guests and uh, inspirational. Really He's inspirational. Twice. He's a good guy. We saw him at the airport. Yes. In Vancouver. We did. No, we, yeah, in Vancouver. And yeah. Dylan, was, Dylan Armstrong was there too, his yeah. coach. Uh, moved to Candles in 2020 and became the world champion and the Pan Am champion. Pan Am champion and the Canadian champion. Incredible. Champion, all in one year. Amazing. And he's, and he's going to the Paris Olympics this, uh, this summer. Yes, we had him on our show. And, uh, he's the happy Gilmer of Kamloops. He, he is the happy Gilmer <laughs> of Kamloops. I can't wait for that competition, the guitar throwing. It's mm -hmm. going to be amazing. It should be the summer. This is a clip of him right here. Ethan, 81.25 meters at the World Championships. Broke your own national record. The youngest ever men's hammer throw world champion. The youngest medalist in the history of the event. The first Canadian male to reach the podium in hammer throw at Worlds. World champion. Yeah, that's quite a list. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you hear all that, what, what comes into your mind? Uh, um, Overwhelming, I'd say. You know, that's a lot, a lot going on there. But um, everyone in the stadium was clapping. It, it sounded amazing. Like a like a Viking yeah, clap yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like a like a. You know, Everybody's getting into the oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So. yeah. Um, and that's sort of when I let myself get excited on that very last throw. Um, and then after that, it kind of all hit me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I went over to Dylan. He hoisted me up. There's an yeah. awesome photo of that. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, it was an exciting time. I had some fun in the paper. I asked you about, you know, you look like a Viking, you've got a mustache, and could you be on a cereal box, you know, like marketing? <laughs> Have you had any kind of marketing stuff come your way? Uh, no cereal companies. No? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got some things in the works right now, and, and yeah. uh, I think some some deals will evolve, and that, that stuff takes time, so. Yeah, River Song Guitar. Uh, you got any ideas <laughs> for, for one of those? What would be a good company to sponsor, Ethan, do you think, Mike? I think we should do a guitar throw contest for charity. I, <laughs> That's I, a I great idea. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> I'm totally in. I think it would be fun to, to do, and, and uh, maybe that would uh, share it with the world, and, and uh, somebody might see us somewhere else. So, yeah. awesome. Anyways, we're proud of you. It's funny because I remember because during the show, I actually, uh, through LinkedIn, messaged the, I think it was post special K is what he was vector, it? right? Vector. 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 Yep. I actually uh, messaged the uh, vector. Um, <laughs> CEO. <laughs> Did you get a response? I haven't got a response yet, but I'm gonna. It's good. I'm gonna. It's gonna remind me to do that again. Cool. Yeah. All right. That was number nine. Let's go to number eight. Volkswagen. All right. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Could not be happier to be here today with Terry Low Rates Low, owner of Volkswagen of Kamloops. Uh, I had to do this commercial because Chris Folds. He just gets bamboozled. He gets flummoxed. He gets all messed up. He gets, I don't understand it. I don't understand why you don't get it, I but the rates it. are so low. He seems like such a smart guy on camera. He's I don't know. Just, I just right. don't understand the rates. I mean, we call them SUVWs, right? I like SUVW. That's kind of cool. It is. Yeah. It's good. We got a range of uh, different SUVs from our, our biggest one, uh, the Atlas full-size seven passenger. If you need the space, if you still want a, a bigger vehicle but don't need the seven seats, we have an Atlas Cross Sport. 
They're so low that they, my mind can't compute them. I mean, it's nice now because obviously prime at over 7% and the rates used to be at, you know, 8, 9. Low, low, low rates. Not, not L-O-W-E for Terry Low, but L-O-W. Anytime you even say Volkswagen, I can see how bamboozled he gets. It's dangerously low rates. doesn't know how to spell it. I know it's, it's dangerously low rates because he's just wondering, I can't figure out why the rates are so low. Yeah. And now uh, now Volkswagen's got them down to, uh, like I said, if you want to lease, you're at 4.99. But the worst. rates are so low. I was wandering around them. The whole time he's mumbling, I can, the 4.99%. I understand. And that's what fools get so confused about and flummoxed and dumbstruck. How is Volkswagen able to do that with those rates? Well, they want to keep the market going. As you can see now, we're starting to get a bit more product in. We went straight to the Pike Place market and we got a big fish in Seattle and we just started Smacked like him in the wake face. up fools how come you can't understand the, the rates right? man Terry do you have any advice for Chris I mean, he might be in hospital right now just dealing with a bout of confusion <laughs> well you know what maybe I should invite him down here and explain you know the facts of life not the true facts of life but the facts of life for him He's dumbstruck, he's flummoxed, yeah. bamboozled. Yeah. And he's a numbers guy, like, which <laughs> I don't get. That's how low the rates are at Volkswagen yeah. right now. Volkswagen. The largest tax hike this century at 7% and bad news in the future on that too. Well, yeah, it's projected to be 10.8% this year. They're hoping to get it down you know, to under, under two digits. But even then, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a high, uh, high tax increase. The, the only saving grace or sort of savings grace is the BC assessments just came out uh, this week. And, um, and on average, the property values in Kamloops residential are down 2%. Okay. And that helps with respect to if, you're, if, you're goes, if your property goes down yeah. or up more than the average, then, you, then it affects Those your... Those just uh, came out? Yeah, just came out oh, yesterday. I, okay. Mine went down 2.7%. I'll have to have a look in mm -hmm. my apartment, yep. see what it did. Yeah, you want it to go down in this, unless you're selling, right? You want it to go down. Yeah, no, I don't think we're gonna sell. Yeah, so you want, you want to see it lower so that you save some, some money in the short term. Thinking about buying. Yeah. Thinking about saving, well, this is not a good year to buy though. I'm mean, gonna wait a little bit. You know, wait, a little this bit. year, the projection is three or four rate decreases and in the U.S. with the Fed, and we usually mirror that. So we, the, last two, uh, the last two Bank of Canada announcements were, were stay the course. So if we were going to have one in April, I think, and then uh, maybe in June. So by the end of, end of this year, we could be coming down, which is good, good news for For, for, for my variable rate, too. Yeah. But it might be a good, good news for buying, but I think it's going to also increase the housing pricing is going to go back up because it's kind of stagnated, sure, right? Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, and they're still high. People, even if they've gone down, it, we're still so high. The bubble hasn't burst since this century started, since early yeah. 2000 when things went crazy. About 2008, we haven't, um, they keep saying, oh, it can't last. What's well, lasting? It's lasting for two decades, man. It's lasting. If, yeah. if it goes down, it's going to cause all sorts of problems. And when they when they talk about, well, the, 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 the solution is more housing supply, I don't buy that because the more houses you build, they're not going to come down in price. It doesn't nope. matter what the demand is. The price is, is other price and it's still going to be expensive and it's i don't think there's any solution for that no nope. go ahead and just buy get in the market get in whenever you can get, yeah get but the, the rates market. are important you want to get that rate low because it's, it's very low it's, it's low, low like like low. Low. Yeah. if terry low was in charge of the housing minister of bc we'd have low low rates i tell <laughs> <Yeah>. you right <laughs> now in fact if you bought a volkswagen his late rates are so low you can actually afford more of a house exactly 4.99 on the suvws i don't even understand that yeah, yeah you, i know you don't understand that no yeah bamboozled no. but you do understand number seven on our lists mm -hmm. it's it's another combination it's well it's 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 about our hosting prowess the tournament capital oh, yeah, yeah. we hosted related. in yeah. sports too many sports on here for you this list so well, far Mike? two so far uh 
No, I, I agree with you what's going with on this? so far. Yeah. Okay, Memorial yeah. Cup and the Scotties yep. in the yeah, same big year. News. Yeah, big news. Yeah, the National Junior Hockey Championship and the National Women's Curling Championship. Big Let, deals. Let's start with the Scotties. That seems like it was forever ago for me. Weird year. Weird. I think I'm still. The pandemic still has me. All of us messed up time with time. Has changed. <laughs> also, Absolutely. a lot of wet, weird stuff happening in my life at that time. But that's another story. Yeah. Now. <clears throat> February, they were kind of worried organizers. It was the first time hosting the Scotties since the pandemic, so they weren't they were sure about attendance. They met their budget. Um, they were happy with attendance. I think it was like fifty-one thousand. Didn't break any records, but the event was a success. Yep. It was it was fantastic. I think it was great too for uh, local businesses, mm-hmm. Mike restaurants, um, cafes, and that's what we talked to uh, multiple curlers about in this clip. If you have it, Bill, it's the Scotty's clip right here. The food here is amazing, and we're all foodies, and my, da- the, my daughters are foodies too, so we're gonna go out for some uh, a good food tonight. We went to Mitzi's, I think it's? Mitzi's Kitchen. Mitzi's, yeah, Kitchen already. Um, I think we're gonna go to Twisted. We've gone to, um, we went to a great breakfast at Hello Toast. Toast. Yes. So we've, uh, you know, short period of time, we've done some, and we wanted to go for a drive. We went to Vernon because we wanted to drive through and see all the lakes, and it's just so beautiful. And I know my husband's going to take the girls up, hopefully go skiing at Sun Peak, so. It's actually the first time that I've been here, um, so, but it's beautiful. I wish I could actually live here. Like, I'm seeing Montreal now, and I'm like, mm, wow, BC is so beautiful. Um, but there's actually one of um, my boyfriend's uh, mom, her best friend is from here and she was in the stands she was the one dancing I'm like, <laughs> and there and on the big screen and i just looked at her and i was like oh yeah like it feels like home like it just feels like home so it's an amazing feeling yeah we found some good local coffee shops and some awesome restaurants um and we went on a, a little hike and nice to everyone's so friendly and it's been really fun do you remember the names of the coffee shops you went to <laughs> yeah, we went to Five Bean and we went to uh, Twisted Steak. It was a really good supper. And what are you, family relations, any friends here? No, but we've got, like, we've won a lot of, we've come to BC to play and I just love playing in British Columbia and Kamloops is spectacularly beautiful. It's like a hidden treasure. It's been amazing. Um, the volunteers are super friendly and welcoming and uh, the town's great. It's nice to be in the mountains and it's uh, nice and mild out here. I forgot you talked to Rachel Holman. She's like a legend. So is Jennifer Jones. Well, all of them. Yeah, yeah all of them. Crazy, man. We yeah. talked to you there. Yeah. I didn't think you talked to Rachel Holman. She's, yeah, because she, on, on the X, she looks so focused. Yeah. Yeah. It was Jennifer Jones who lost in the final to Carrie Anderson. And that was a historic final either way because the records would be broken either way, right? Four. Or, or, or tied. Yeah, that was, she tied the records, so yeah. four straight for, yeah. for Carrie. She'll yeah. try and break it this Next, year. This year, I guess, yeah, yeah. One of the disappointments, though, on the ice, and this kind of mirrors with the Memorial Cup too, which we'll get to in a second, was there was no Kamloops team there and there very well could have been. And, and we, were, we were hoping there was And the reason be. it was so heartbreaking, we came this, this close. Team Brown. Yeah. Corinne Brown and crew, they lost in the BC final in an extra end. In Chilliwack. To Clancy Grandy. Yeah. So that was disappointing. And I, mean, I guarantee you the attendance numbers go up if, oh, if Team Brown's, team yeah. Brown's in, in yeah. that thing and felt bad for them. Memorial Cup too, on the, on the ice, kind of sputtered a little bit, right? They placed, they placed fourth. And yeah, they had that one great game against Peterborough. Against Peterborough. Yeah. But off the ice, it was just a smash hit success. Huge, huge hit. It was a Norm Daly and Yves Lacasse and, and, and the gang that put that together. It was yep. fantastic. Averaged yeah. 5,378 people per game, 4.5 million viewers on TSN over 11 days. The CHL loved it. Business was booming. Downtown was great. The Calston Hall with that little, um, they had the, um, uh, so, so the mini traveling Hall of Fame was fantastic. Yeah. I, I went to there and um, yeah, the games were great. I mean, the Blazers season was, was still, it was amazing to watch those teams. 
I mean, to watch that team they put together was amazing. Was I'm not taking team. a shot at the team. Great team. They had they brought Zellweger in. They brought Ryan Hofer in. They were a top five team for much of the year. And it was just it was just anticlimactic because the playoffs they rolled through the first two rounds. So there wasn't much drama. They just rolled through the first two rounds. The big series was Seattle. Couldn't get over the hump against Seattle, mm-hmm. and then they had an injury. Mark Mast, um, Cal Masters in the yeah. in the in the tournament and. Quebec was just Quebec was head and shoulders. We got to see Patrick Waugh on oh, our show. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, that when that time on our show was cool too. We had yeah. so many so many yeah. guests coming on. It was great. So that's what number seven was on our list. If we can move now to number six, no video involved here, Bill. This is the TIU investigation report released on allegations of workplace misconduct on the part of two senior administrators. Yeah, we did. Uh, KTW did a story and, and CBC as well. We broke this story. Uh, concurrently uh, back the year before about an investigation uh, into um, alleged um, behavior, boorish behavior by two senior administrators. The report finally came out uh, from an independent investigator and uh, it found that one of the, it it found that there was 55 allegations I think against two senior administrators, one of whom they say there was no, they found no basis for any of them, that was Matt Milovic. um, we talked to him and he said uh, I was exonerated and uh, the other one uh, Larry Phillips They found that they could find that 10 of the 22 or 10 30 or 33 against him um, They found that were justified that he did indeed and it was mostly inappropriate um, um, Language um, well the 10 allegations against him were substantiated seven involved sexual harassment yeah. one age harassment one personal harassment yeah. and uh, one derogatory comment toward First Nations people. Yeah, so by the time the, the, the report came out, Larry Phillips had been jettisoned. He got fired, I think, uh, last December. But they, but the president, too, yeah. President Brett Fairbairn, said he, it was He unrelated. said it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with other other things in, lacking in his in his uh, employment performance. So the, the gist of all this is it's still going on. Uh, Matt Milovic is suing uh, a bunch of the complainants, not because they complained, but because they, uh, in, in his lawyer's words, lawyer David Sutherland, told me um, they, 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 they broke the confidentiality of the investigation. He says they're fine that he's, they're fine to complain, it's fine to have an investigation, but they went to the media, they broke the confidentiality and defamed him publicly. And then so he's suing them, that's going through the courts. And then Larry Phillips is suing the true for wrongful dismissal. It's like a professional wrestling match where they don't, they, everyone's turning on <laughs> each other on. and there's going to be a chair in a minute on someone's back. So everyone's suing everyone. Um, the investigation is over, but the, the follow-up from it is still, still up there. Okay, let's move on to number five. It's unprecedented drought. Yes. Kind of linked to when we were talking, what we were talking to Mark Rodriguez about is uh, 2023 was the driest year on record in Kamloops since the late 1800s. Again, 148 millimeters of rain, which is less than half of what we normally get. Mm-hmm. And we saw, we lived through that through the whole year. It was another bad fire season. Smoke, we call it smoke season here because the fires were elsewhere, but the Everywhere. smoke, yep. the smoke was intense here again. So we've had bad fire smoke season, 17, 18, 21, 23. So it looks like it's becoming a trend, right? So, and this year we'll probably have another one because it's so dry and there's not enough moisture to keep everything in. And um, it hurts hurt a lot of the farms in, in the hurts area. The farm, the, you know, on here. the hay farmers, you know, are they going to have enough moisture to get the hay going for the cattle? Will cattle prices, beef prices go up? It's just bad news all around. One lightning strike, boom, you know, it's, the whole it's, no, it's, it's tied into the whole Noble yeah. Creek. 
Noble Creek. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they can't get at water because the water levels are, were down before they decommissioned. So drought was a huge story. And, you know, concurrent to that is, you know, the fires that come with it, the, um, the lack of water and the domino effect on everything in the ecosystem and in the economic system. So, yeah, not good. Number four, this is kind of a, a combination as well that there is, there's a lot that you could have divided this up to be, you know, five of your top ten issues, but I just put street issues into one because we talked about that so much. Yep. And it was, um, Kamloopsians in general did. Mike, it's, a, it's close to home for you, some of the, your business. Uh, you know what? I just discovered uh, two days ago they broke into another truck, broke a door on the side, and somebody was living in one of our empty trucks mm -hmm. again. And I, even though I screwed the, shut, the door shut, right? Mm. Uh, this is an issue, and uh, this, the last year, this was really um, a big one for me. And when we went out with uh, the mayor, uh, that was a real, um, I won't ever forget that. Yeah. yeah. We, we, homelessness, open drug use, crime, safety, damage to businesses, the overdose crisis. There's a lot, but this is kind of what we're, we boiled it into street yeah, issues. Yeah, I mean, and it's an ongoing thing. You'll see it in the news, you'll see it on social media, you'll see it walking around town, and, and the reasons for it are multivaried, and the, and the solutions to it, not the solutions, but the responses are, are also as, as complex, and w yeah. what can you say that hasn't been said? It's a, it's, and I said this before in the show, and you can probably grab a clip, this will never be solved. And, 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 and we might be able to contain it, but it's never gonna be solved. It's always been with us. It's just worse now because of many factors, uh, foremost of which housing crisis, cost of living, and some people are homeless because they can't even afford an apartment because it's too damn expensive. And we probably talked about this on, I don't know, 10 shows, 10, sh 10 shows this past year, and one of those shows we had Dr. Carol Fenton on, to her credit. Oh, yeah. She came in, she biked here, yep. and she sat in the hot seat for some questions. We talked about open drug use in public spaces, mandatory treatment, enforcement, and the four pillars drug strategy. In this clip, Bill, if you have it, the Fenton clip, right here. What about enforcement? It's a tricky issue. What's your take on it? It's one of the it's one of the four pillars. It and and Bob Hughes from Ask Wellness Society and others have said that uh, the powers that be have ignored that one pillar, which he said is important. So there are different ways of looking at the enforcement pillar. Um, again, this is a the four pillars framework is a twenty year old framework, and you could argue that um, under that framework we have seen a worsening of the situation rather than an improvement. So it might be worth looking at whether or not that framework even makes sense. Um, or we look at what each pillar means and what's within the pillar. For me, appropriate enforcement would look like things like safe supply like how do we know that what people are getting is safe mm -hmm. and 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 then once they have safe supply are they using appropriately in mm -hmm. places where they should or in addition to that wouldn't it also be good to say uh offer more recovery and rehab like really ramp that up so it, wouldn't the goal be to get the person on the street who is addicted to drugs and their life is misery rather than say well you need a better place to to use your stuff wouldn't it be better to get them off it isn't that the ultimate goal is to get people off the addiction i mean that is is it is a perennial debate in the area you don't of think the ultimate goal should use. be to get someone off it if they're living on the street in squalor they're 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 just existing so i think the ultimate goal would be to achieve their health goals and that usually means um getting and keeping housing yes getting and keeping their health at a high level mm -hmm. and 
really developing healthy coping skills, healthy relationships, and being a contributing member of society, mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not they have to take a medication every day. Mm -hmm. um, if a person can't cope and, and, and they don't have the capacity to make the decision, shouldn't society step in and for, the, for, the, for their safety and our safety say, your, your life is not good on the street, on the riverbank, let's put you in a place? No? So, the conversation around mandatory treatment, I think, doesn't make sense when we don't have the conditions in place for that person to become stable, either before that mm -hmm. that is considered or after they are discharged from a facility like right. that. I thought it was great to have guests on like that mm -hmm. and to have some conversations like that, Mike, throughout the year. She, she was a great guest. She was a great guest. Yeah. Any thoughts on the clip? No, I, I remember that show. I disagree with a lot of what she said, but yeah. uh, I get where she's coming from. It's just it's not working. And um, I, 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 it kind of blew me away that she couldn't agree with the, the goal should be getting someone off the addiction. Well, she gave her point. Her, yeah, but her it's point. like, she, no, she, and she said in a roundabout way that, no, people should be allowed to be addicted, but we should try to make them as healthy as they can in that in that sort of area, which I find Because I think odd, her point was that you, know? you just you take them off the street for a while, they're going to go back on the street. No, and, and that's what I said. Well, we shouldn't we be, before that, I said, shouldn't we be ramping up our rehab and our treatment thing? Right, ramping up big time because yeah. so we can do that. So I, I agree with her right now. There's nothing. There's not enough for the people. I, I get with that. But what she was saying is she doesn't necessarily agree with my premise that the goal should be to get people clean. She talked about their health, their health goals, their health goals, yeah. and 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 I I don't know. It's it's like just now. I think it's Bill C thirty four. It was just it was just uh, struck down by the BC Supreme Court this week, um, which was the which was going to impact everyone in Kamloops and elsewhere. The BC government passed a law, a bill. Introduced a bill last last year, just a few weeks ago, that said that there you can't do drugs near playgrounds. Near, that's been struck down. So right now you're, it's fair game again, and and the Supreme Court struck it down. So now it's a huge political battle between the NDP. In fact, the NDP brought it in. So all the all the parties agree that we should have rules as to where you can use drugs. A coalition, I think, of 32 nurses nurse, nurses in Vancouver challenged it, and they won. So now we're back to square one. So it's, it's just a mess all over the place. I don't understand it. I, I, I think it's logical. Maybe I'm living in a weird post-COVID <laughs> bizarro world. I just don't, don't understand why you can't say... You do say, have a lot of 1994 Abbotsford views. Well, tell me this. I play pickleball during the season with my buddies. Every Thursday or Wednesday, uh, McDonald Park, and when it gets darker, we go to Riverside. Afterwards, we always re retire to a nice park bench and have two or three beers and talk about the world and talk. And we're very respectful, and we put our cans away. That's illegal. Yeah, open that's liquor. illegal. You can find them for an that open is illegal. Ticket. But if but if I was to pull out a needle and do some heroin or do some crack, that's legal. Tell me how that makes sense <laughs> in any bloody <laughs> world. That, Come that on, makes sense. It's ridiculous. I, know that I agree. That doesn't make holy like that. shit. That's, that's ridiculous. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and we're back. To, and now we're with this court ruling. We're back to square one. And this is people can say, oh, there's the hard right. Chris coming. And sometimes you got to be hard right. And sometimes you got to be hard left. And sometimes, sometimes you have you to be, be wide center. Right. Wide right. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan. All right, we could go on. It's 10.40. Let's move on to number three, Inferno in the Shoe Swap, Okanagan. Yeah. Wildfire season broke pretty much every record imaginable. Yeah. Amount of land burn, damage to homes and businesses. The Bush Creek East Wildfire in particular, I found these numbers. More than 270 structures confirmed destroyed in the Shoe Swap area. More than $240 million in insured damage, Scotch Creek. Salista Lee Creek. Not to mention the uninsured damage that is out there. Yep. Right? Yeah. 3,500 properties subject to uh, about 3,500 subject to evacuation orders in the shoe swap, including that of, if you have this clip ready for us, Bill, Ashley and Curtis Johnson from Turtle Valley. 
I called Mike actually right when I got the alert, and he was panicked. He's like, "Oh, f I'm out. I gotta go," and, and, and hung up. Um, how how scary was it? I mean, at, at that point. Uh, uh, I'm terrifying. terrifying. It it'll haunt me for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's a sound you'll remember forever when you can hear sounds like a jet engine was like ten feet away from you. Sound of the fire roaring over the mountain. How many animals do you have? Uh, about 170 plus. We were loading our sheep in, and it, it came to a point where we just we couldn't we couldn't load them anymore. We had to choose us over them, unfortunately, and it broke us leaving and having to pretty much just open our gates and. Hope they make it. I think got out of there just at about eight o'clock. And when I was looking back at our records of when the alert came out or the order actually came out, um, was after we left. Um, so I can only make an assumption that the houses that are, there's about two or three properties that are closer down um, to the highway. Um, and I believe that they probably didn't receive that order at all before the fire actually even hit their properties. So Curtis, how do you feel about that and the communication around that whole situation? It's a very low tech kind of valley, I guess you could say. There's limited cell service. People don't rely on their cell phones up there. Some people and a majority of them don't even have cell phones. They still have landlines. So we just don't understand why there wasn't a ground personnel sent out at a minimum to check these homes. Like we have tenants on our property that they didn't receive the notice or order or anything. And we were rolling off our property and their horses were still in the pasture. And we thought that was confusing. So we checked on them. They had no clue. We had to rush to get them out last minute. They, they let us pass and, and back in and we, we successfully got the rest of our animals out. Um, Following day. I mean, we lost maybe three, three birds. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying. It was one of those moments where you just, you never want to relive it and you don't want anyone else to live experience that and it. experience that. There's a lot to unpack. I mean, a lot of issues came out with um, disputes between residents and authorities, whether it be BC Wildfire Service and the cops. But there's there's multiple sides to that too, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. do you want to? Start? Well, every every fire season seems to be like a a, a a teaching lesson. What we learn from this for next year, but it it seems that we're not learning what we should be. In 2003, which was the first big wild wild well, 57 was the big one, and then 2003 was the big one in modern times. I was in in the coast, and you guys were living you were living here, bad one, right? Barrier. Um, Kelowna, all the homes, and they did a big report. I think Gary Philman did the report, big report, and said we're going to learn from this. And then we we have the big one in 17 and 18, big report again. Uh, I think Jeff Plant did it, big huge report. It doesn't seem to be working what we do. And 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 two years ago in Monty Lake between here and Vernon, uh, two years ago 21 I think it was similar thing. They had a big fire there. It was it crossed the lake, and 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 the people there who know they have they have. They have, uh, they have excavators, they have knowledge of the land, they, they work in the woods. They were saying, let us go up this mountain, and yeah. build some fire guards, let us try to put this out, we have water tanks. And they were saying, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't, insurance, for whatever reason, you can't do it. The fire devastated everyone. They were really pissed off. They said, we need to be able to do this. At that time, we knew that they should, they should change the, the system and let the people try to fight the fires. Fast forward two years, 23. Shoe swap, exact same thing. People there were not leaving the properties. It's their livelihood. It's their life. They stay behind, and they saved a lot of it, uh, and they did it illegally. And there, and, and it, became, it became very, um, very tense out there. Yeah, um, and people felt like they're 
being prohibited from helping other people too with yeah. supplies and fuel yeah. and getting aid to them because yeah. of these evacuation orders that were in place yeah. and other orders. And I mean, boots on the ground people unfairly, I think, from BC Wildfire were uh, and 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 cops too, sure. who, are, who are enforcing these policies. It's the policies from 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 the provincial government, and yes, they're the, and and but the first people that people see, and they're they're pissed. It's like when you go to the store, you yell at the clerk. Well, the clerk has nothing to do with it. It's the management, but yeah, and they and they get that I think. But I think the 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 takeaway from all this is again this year we had the same damn problems we had two years ago with respect to getting people to help, and the government has said they said in the aftermath of the fires this past fall that they're going to work on in, involving local people, yeah. hiring local people. Look at the Skeetchison uh, uh, First Nation just just west of us. They have knowledge. They, they have the, what they call fire keepers. They know the land. They they know the history of where the fire burns and where it doesn't. How to fight the fires. Yeah. They had to leave their land. They were pissed off too. Use these people. Yeah. You, if they want to, if you have to sign I'm, a waiver, sign the fucking uh, sign the waiver obviously. and go and use these people to help fight the. Fu- they want to do it. And I'm sure a lot of the well, these regulations were put in place with safety in mind, sure. right? I mean, yeah. down power lines and well, yeah. uh, uns. Say it's unsafe for residents to be there, and and they want people to leave. Well, if the fire fire firefighting service is now a year-round service, which the NDP government said it is, then you can damn sure during the cold months train those people yeah. for that kind of stuff. So when the fire season arrives, they're certified to help the firefighters if they need yeah. to. I, I mean, it doesn't. It, I just want to present the other side of the story as no, well because I, I know I know a lot of BC wildfire people. They saw that clip that we played, and yeah. they felt. And although we did earlier in the show talk about how this is not a shot at the, fi- the, no, the firefighters on the ground. Or no, these people. They're, they're doing the, it's, it's the people who make the decisions up in, up in, up in the provincial government or in the, in the, and, and I'm sure there's reasons why they make these decisions but there are people like Jim Cooperman who, who, who instigated a big, uh, a big investigation to the backburn of Lee Creek that he claims and the other people claim caused more damage than it, than it saved there's, there's a reason why people are choked and it should be addressed and I think, I think, I think it. now it absolutely has to be addressed sure. you would hope so Mike you good on that? I'm good on that. I um, we've been working a lot doing uh, drone footage of the uh, uh, out of the fire and how fast it, it raced through there, and talking with the fire department guys. And, and uh, we actually went up to one of the uh, top of the mountain where the south tower tower was. Yeah, and it was um, devastating. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's insane. I drove out to there. Well, that so that's um, that's Big Mike in the background. That's, that's Mac Ranch Mike. people right there. That's yeah. the Macca Ranch people. I drove out there to their ranch, and I just couldn't believe, <laughs> couldn't believe the the forest that was like just destroyed. I know. I and know. how fast they said it was the fastest, fastest moving, moving fire. fire that they've ever recorded yeah. go, going into Celesta. There, and I guess the problem there is going back to that is a lot of people were saying, well, when the fire started, it started Adams Lake East fire merged with the the bush fire after. But when it first started, it was just a little fire up in the mountain. And they say, why didn't they put it out when it came up there? Well, they were busy with the Kelowna. They were busy with Lit, Lit and Lillooet. So they're very busy. There's not enough people to take care of it. And at the time, it was a fire way away from everything. Mm-hmm. And they tend to let those burn if they're not going to, you know, because it's, it's natural. It's good to let it burn out so that it, it kills the, the fuel, fuel for next yeah. year. Yeah. There was three big fires in uh, Wells Gray Park, big, big fires. But they were burning away from everything. And they just, le- no, no use f- putting them out because they're not going to burn anything. This one, they thought the same thing. Unfortunately, it turned and came down. Yeah. Stuff happens. Well, I mean, they, they they stayed home. They defied the orders and potentially saved their property you have by, to do by going. That. Well, that's what that's that's what I would do too. And that's well, you have to do it. But there, ha- like I say before, there has to be. And I think they talked about it. The government. There has to be a way to to enable these people to maybe deputize them or, or do something yeah. officially to say, okay, you can stay. But if something happens, don't be big the Mike out there with a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. But you know, train them. But yeah. and if they're worried about liability, figure that out on a paper and get it going. Yeah. 
Okay, let's move on. I'm sure we'll hear back about that, uh, how we didn't do a good enough job. But anyway, let's go to number two. Don't want the nine hour cycle, please. Freaking $500 hydro bill piece of trash. Yeah. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangle tangled again. The nine hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. You got a price in mind? Money is not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here is gonna be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher. Just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model. Still a great dishwasher. Just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me. Let's see if you can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. There you go. Seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gord. It's Steve. The TRU volleyball tragedy. This is recent. Um, actually, this coming Wednesday, there's going to be a memorial for Owen McInnes. January... He, January 10th. He was 22 years old. There was an out-of-control vehicle, a truck, that hit um, hit another vehicle, and three TRU Wolfpack volleyball players uh, seriously injured or killed. One, one died, Owen McInnes of Guelph. Riley Brennan of Kelowna has a, a serious um, spinal cord injury, and Owen Waterhouse of Kelowna He's got severe brain trauma. His life will never be the same. So their, their lives were forever changed by this. Um, and I talked to, the day after this accident, I went to talk to athletics director from TRU, Curtis Atkinson. It's horrific. Uh, it's gut-wrenching. Um, our collective hearts are heart, you know, broken. Um, to think about you know, them and their families, uh, their teammates, the broader community, um, you know, meeting with the teams over the last 18 hours, um, seeing the emotion uh, from teammates, coaches, staff, um, it's uh, devastating. Don't know exactly what happened, but there was yet, a no. truck, black Dodge. Black pickup truck black. Uh, traveling uh, east on McGill Road, lost control, went off in the sidewalk, hit a tree, and then... Going uh, about 100 kilometers an hour. That's what the witnesses said. And yeah. then it hit, hit, the, hit the car the volleyball players were in, which was parked at a red light at McGill and University Drive by the, by the subway, by Landmark Plaza, Landmark Place. And the truck ended up right inside the... It was a horrific scene. And um, the investigation is ongoing uh, as, as to what it could be. We talked about it. There's many reasons for it. We don't know whether it was a medical emergency, malfunction of the truck, uh, a, guy, a person speeding, drunk. Yeah. We don't know what it is. Yeah. And that'll come out. But the, the, the results are, are just horrifying. Owen, 22 years old. He was engaged to be married. Uh, he's, he's no longer with us. And I actually went to practice yesterday to talk to the basketball players. The men's volleyball players are going to talk to me next week for, 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 um, for a piece on our show and, and for CBC Radio, but I went and talked to the basketball players just to ask them, you know, they're, they're the first home games coming up this weekend since this accident. How are you guys feeling? And a couple of them were getting emotional talking about, well, we walk by their lockers every day, right? I mean, yeah. we, 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 Riley's, one of them was close with Riley. And so these are, it's not just one team too. It's the whole Wolfpack program and sure. all, all their families, more importantly. I mean, their the families have been affected by all this. What's the status of the volleyball program? They're going ahead. Yeah, yeah, they're going ahead. They're, they're playing. Um, their first games are this weekend in Winnipeg. In I Winnipeg. think it's good that they got to go on the road first. Yeah. And uh, this, this will be an emotional weekend 
because the first game is not the volleyball team, it's a basketball team. And then yeah. they, the men get back, they have their um, memorial celebration of life for Owen McInnes, 4 o'clock start, Wednesday, January 10th at the TCC. You can also donate to his scholarship fund, tru.ca slash O-W-Y-N, Owen. O-W-Y-N, yeah. okay. Okay, let's move on. Number one. Controversy. <laughs> we should have some sort of music for it. But yeah, da, we should. Da, da. We yeah. After. Yeah. yeah. After. Okay. Number one controversy is City Hall. Again, this is a lot of things. Yeah. Combined into one. It's a continuing thing. It's like a rolling tornado. This swirling tornado that never stops. Yeah. We have how many do we have? Well, allegations against the mayor of workplace bullying and harassment. Council votes for investigation into the mayor for possibly breaking a rule on recording private conversations with city staff. The mayor defies the fire chief's order to remove his tor a torch vehicle from the business he owns. Mayor files lawsuit against councillor Katie Newstater for defamation. She spoke on behalf of council. Um, when, what, way back in it was March, March, March 17th. Yeah. And talked of the mayor's disrespect, violations of personal and professional boundaries, belittling and constantly disruptive behavior. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, that's some of it. That, that's, yeah. There's more, but. Yeah. And then, and then there's that, you know, the, uh, because of the, 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 the perceived dysfunction or you know, animosity on council, the provincial government, municipal affairs minister, ministry appointed Peter Fassbender to come here to try to sort of get them together as a mediator to say, okay, how do we fix this? And then suddenly, He's Peter Fassbender was <laughs> was pulled from the file, and the and the ministry has not said why. <laughs> Peter Fassbender used to be um, a BC Liberal MLA, former uh, Education Minister, and um, quite partisan. He was, you know, a, a, a vocal opponent of the NDP. Used to be Mayor of Langley, and. Um, there's speculation that you know they pulled him because he was he used to be um, a liberal. I don't think that's true. I mean, the, Jeff Plant was a liberal, and the NDP hired him to do a big fire review, and and uh, and uh, they've done cross cross. Uh, you know, former government people from other parties have have joined the current government in various ways to help. But why he was why he was pulled, we don't know. That's kind of weird. They should explain why why he's not there. Actually, I met Peter Fassbender the first time back in the '90s. I covered a. Uh, I was at court in New Westminster covering this horrible case about um, a tandem uh, skydive, the f a first for a guy, and he was on, on you know tandem, and the chute didn't open, and they plummeted to the deaths in, in Abbotsford. And um, there was a criminal investigation because there was something to do with the company may have not replaced a harness they should have because of a order. Anyway, it was criminal negligence trial, and Peter Fassbender, who's a who's a huge skydiver he was hired to speak on behalf of the skydiving school to the media so before he got into politics which is there you just, go. just an aside there but but he is um he is he is uh, a former bc liberal who was quite partisan got in trouble once because he d had a had a check presentation at his constituency office when it wasn't his government giving money to someone anyway he's number got one some, on our list peter fassbender <laughs> stories he's got some he's got he's got some history so maybe there is something there with respect to Anyway, let's, let's he, I'm sure he's a good guy. The point is, there's a lot of stuff happening at City Hall. Great guy. And, um, and, um, and it doesn't seem to be ending. We have the mayor next week. Reader's Digest, every month. And we have him next week coming next on. Next week, on yeah. the 10th. Yeah, this will be his first appearance. So maybe, maybe the mayor, I think he just came back from, or he's just coming back from a nice uh, vacation in Cabo San Lucas, which he says is safer than Kamloops. And maybe we can, um, we can talk to him about the, the status of all of this stuff and whether he thinks 24 is going to be a little less uh, controversial. Well, well, we talked to him in 2023, and Bill, we're going to get to this defamation clip in just one second here. We're asking Reed about uh, all this conflict and how it's affecting city business. You know, personal stuff got drawn into the city, mm -hmm. and you know, here we've got ten people from Interior Health, even people that come from out of the city, mm -hmm. to come to talk to council, and here they are waiting 25 minutes, 
in, in, in a little room waiting for this, um, I, I will say, um, personal issues, okay? Could one argue that that delay for IH is your fault? You're the one who brought the lawsuit against Katie Newstater. They had to make well, this in no, the camera meeting to determine whether she will be indemnified, and she will be. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you, if you hadn't brought the lawsuit there, that meeting would have started on time. Really? Well, yeah, because well, maybe be that no, meeting no, would have never happened if I wouldn't have picked up the phone and called the CEO for Interior well, sure, Health sure, to but, find out what the slowdown but, was in, on complex care. But the delay and found out that it was the, more the city's but, fault but the, than it was IH's fault. The delay would not have happened had they had not had the special meeting, which is a result of why, your lawsuit. Why did you have to have a special meeting? Why did it have to be closed? Because uh, well, it sure got open quick. Well, it got. It was already. They had to I, determine I, it was, whether it was in the media before I even knew. They had to determine whether to indemnify her. On that note, she is now going to be her costs are going to be paid for by the taxpayers through the through the city's insurance. I'm assuming. Um, do you do you not regret that the taxpayers now have an added cost in this? And if you lose, if it gets to the court and you lose, you may very very well may have to pay taxpayers' costs. There's a lot of ifs in there, isn't there? Yes. Well, yeah, there is. The whole thing's in it. Sound like the judge. But if it gets there, you obviously didn't read the 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 whole claim. Mm. You obviously didn't read it. Yes. But what, what, what do I have wrong here then? Well, you haven't read it. When you yeah. read the whole thing, you'll find out it was more than just, just the one incident. You're telling me that they had to call a special closed meeting to determine whether at eight for eight thirty in the morning when we've known for a long time that we're having a workshop. So you're telling me that that was necessary? Oh no, I'm not. The timing. Well, I'm then, just, well, I'm, well, the well, meeting then why itself. Why be blamed for it? Then? The meeting itself had to be held because they had to Did determine. It. Did it? They had to determine whether she, she, her costs are going to be covered. Why did she just step up to the plate and pay for them? We asked her that. We asked her that. She wanted to. It's the bylaw. She gets covered. You now the taxpayers are paying her fees. You obviously didn't listen yesterday morning. The, the, her, and her, what happens her, if she loses? The taxpayers pay the what, if if, if no, you're awarded if the taxpayers loses. pay it. Now if you lose, you pay it because you brought it on. She's a defendant. She's protected by her stance you know, as a you counselor. Know, why don't you talk to my lawyer about this. I will. The microcosm of Reader's Digest. <laughs> so it goes off in a million directions. We try yep. and we try and ask a few questions, and he answers them. And yep. we give him credit for coming back on here every time. Mike, what what comes to mind when you see that clip? Uh, you know, it's uh, we've got a, a candid uh, portal into into what's going on in the city, and uh, it's funny you said that the mayor was in um, Cabo. Cabo. Yeah. Because uh, I texted him two days ago, and he responded right away. Well, he might be back now, but what he was going that? to Cabo. He us he usually goes down with his family over Christmas, and yeah. I think he was leaving just before Christmas, and he's probably he's back probably now. It's January fourth, but he he does go over Christmas, and he likes it down there, and he's always in he's always available. Like he's very very responsive. Very, I feel like very. Open book, maybe too much of an open book. Yeah, uh, maybe. but it's, it's, it's become, transparent. It's a circus too. I mean, it's become provincial news, uh, unfortunately, for our mm -hmm. for our city. Well, uh, Kamloops, Harrison, Lions Bay, another little town, Surrey. It's the group of group of. Uh, it's interesting. Katie's legal fees. Um, taken care of by the by the city right yeah, she's indemnified as a taxpayer because they've determined that that was a council related thing although some people argue well that wasn't a council meeting in which she made these statements that led to the lawsuit that was just that was that was a a, a, a sudden unplanned quick press conference held in council chambers but I don't it wasn't part of a meeting so there's an argument there I've heard from a lawyer that says that may not you know someone could argue that that wasn't council meeting so why is she covered when that could have been that's just it, it wasn't part of council business it wasn't part of a meeting but that's for bigger minds yeah, and legal well, experts to determine true and Reed's just not going to back down no. he's not going to back down doesn't seem to be and no. he's going to stand by the fact he thinks that his family was affected by these claims oh, yeah. with the, the, the bullying and workplace harassment allegations how they affected his family and we have a clip 
talking to him about that earlier this year. I feel like it's affected your family, um, and you can yell that in public. So, yeah, well, it has. I mean, you guys, come on. You stand up in public and you say that somebody's violated your personal boundaries. Wait, you don't think it's going to affect you? Do you feel that's the sexual misconduct and abuse that's being in, that's inferred? Well, I've, I've had people scream at me, call me a pervert. I've, one time my wife and I were uh, down, and, and this is a person that knows Councillor Newstater, and says, oh, my wife's coming down here tonight. Can you make sure you keep your hands off her? Like, what good, what good comes out of somebody saying that you violated personal boundaries? Tell me, what good comes she, out of she's it? Not, she'd never said I, anything about sexual I never inferred sexual at all there. That's the first right. I heard of it. I just figured, you know, it's a lot of yelling going on in City Hall or something like that. Or maybe I've never, so never. If I, so if I got up and said that you've... Uh, violated you your personal violated, boundaries? Yeah. I would never think that it's a sexual innuendo at all. I, that's just me. And I've never heard anyone else say that. But you saying that people have said that to you? So if somebody said that to you, the same thing, you don't feel that somebody's saying that they... Violated look, I, personal it, look boundaries? if someone came up to me in public and started calling me a pervert. But what if your ex-girlfriend did it? Well, I mean, that would be a concern, but that's not what happened here. Well, why would that be a concern? Violating sexual boundaries, that's but not a no big deal. No, personal boundaries, personal professional yeah, but, boundaries. Yeah, I didn't take, sorry, all I'm saying sorry, is I didn't, I didn't sorry, read, violating personal I didn't read sexual into it, that's all I'm saying. And no one I know I'm just either. telling you yeah. what has happened to me. Okay, and that's, And another yeah. friend of mine was talking to um, some some people, a couple ladies were in a store and they were talking about the incident and one person, the one of the ladies said to the other one, oh, she pro he probably grabbed her by the ass. Okay, so they're inferring so, this, right. But, but yeah. I can't believe that you guys no. like, think that that's a good thing. Not a good thing. I'm just saying I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read sexual into it until I saw that uh, your lawyer mentioned it. I didn't even think about sexual. I thought, of, I thought more along so the lines is, of... So what is violating personal boundaries? Well, I don't know. Personal well, what's boundaries. The good, tell you know. me all the good things and all the bad things. Well, there's, there's, there's nothing good anything. about violation. There's nothing good Thank about you. about crossing, but I, I but, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean sexual. Thank it could you. be. I'm could, 64 years old there, bud, it, it, and I've been married yeah. for 35 yeah. years. Okay. It could be okay? that it could be that you know you're you're hovering over the desk. It could be mean that you're checking her. You're you're going into her email. That's personal boundaries. It could be anything. I never thought sexual, but if you've heard that in the community, it's affected your family. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I think that. Uh, the fact that we're laughing is is part of his appeal, right? I mean, well, I mean, he's saying it's what's good. There's nothing good about it. No, then, but you never said there was. <laughs> no, <laughs> but but anyway, it's it's a, it's an ongoing thing at City Hall that um, that yeah, people are upset about. But it's 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 fascinating though. It's a dynamic of personalities that's very fascinating. Uh, all not just like from staff to to, to to senior staff to city council to regular staff. You hear all sorts of crazy shenanigans going on there. I think and, uh, you said pretty early back on that you don't think this is going to be solvable. I, I first said I think it's good. I, at first I said hey we're only 100 days in or whatever. 90, I think by the by the spring they'll, they'll probably get this going and by the spring I said this is a lost cause. Okay. Yeah. Well that's the top 10. Mike any final thoughts on the top 10? There's no arts on there is there? Uh, oh. There's no arts I, I don't understand that but that's okay. It's, it's all right. Well Part of the top ten last year, we won uh, acoustic guitar of the year that's for right. twenty twenty three. That's pretty that pretty been up amazing. There, yeah, um, I, I mentioned it to him, but he said no sports. I, I said absolutely not. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it was a uh, there, there was a lot going on last in the last year, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it seems like a pretty good good list of uh, 
Kamloops. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, the newspaper closing should have been on there. Oh, I, yeah. I brought that up. Yeah, yeah. we should have had that on there. Right? So I thought maybe like that's a pretty significant. Our bias uh, was news. shining through with yeah, that. No, that's that's there. I mean, uh, River Songs Award, the newspaper going down. There's a there's a bunch of on there that can be on there, but this is just what we thought. You know, it was most note noteworthy. I'm sure there's five or six or another ten that could easily be on there. Yeah. Uh, there, there is one more thing I need to bring up that happened last year. Uh-oh. It happened late last year after our last episode. I don't know if you know about this too much. Oh, the delivery. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Murray Fain came in, who's a retired RCMP officer. His daughter, Emma, loves to bake cookies. And uh, she's a philosophy uh, graduate, and she makes hundreds of cookies and gives them out to uh, special people. I guess she gave them all out to everybody else and was like, what else am I going to do with these? And and, uh, and they came here. So I'm going to give them to you guys. You guys can open them up. So Thanks. I'm assuming that well, Murray's a fan Murray's of the show. Murray's a huge fan a of the huge show. Huge fan of the show, yeah. Yeah, he's a longtime RCMP officer, right? Retired now? Mm-hmm. I think you said in the note to us. Yes. And uh, he's always active on Instagram. He loves the show, and he popped into Lee's music. Uh, right here, deep down in the bowels, to oh, offer some, head off some of cookies. Actually, go. we did. Aren't they them. awesome? They're, they're they're really really nice cookies. Here, let me grab one. It's uh, no, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, grab one. Go ahead. It does remind me we we kind of forgot to talk about what we did last weekend, though, Mike. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a, it was yeah, an important I, one. I just think like the cookies were really well done. Oh, did you get a cookie? No. Yeah. Anyways, very nice. Um. These are great cookies. Mm, shortbread. Right? This is the perk of doing the show. Right there. This is what it's all about. <laughs> so thank you, Emma and Murray. That's mm-hmm. uh, really fantastic. Fantastic. Folds, I mean, last okay. weekend, though, before we go, last weekend, we have to talk about what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, involved eggnog. I like the eggnog. Blackwell eggnog is the best. Yeah, so we and, went up. and you put it in the coffee a little bit? Well, we wanted to buy it fresh from the source, right? And Blackwell Dairy is way up in Barnhubville, so we need a vehicle to get there. Yeah. And it's weird how they make it, because they take the cow and they feed it nuts mm-hmm. all year round. And you can make eggnog with McDonald's coffee, can't you? Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah. Well, you mix it in with it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a flavor shot. But like you said... We had to take a Volkswagen to get there to Blackwell, right? Which yeah. it just burned down, but it's. it's oh no, they the rebuilt it, and they have tours up there. And uh, Ted has the whole thing going, and it's a beautiful, beautiful area. I think they probably have a lot of appliances in there from Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center in their new in the new Blackwell. I think I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing we took a. But you again, he's had eggnog, and he put a little bit of extra rum in it. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. he was already confused too because we tried to tell him about the rates at yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah, and flummoxed. I was, I was a little dizzy. Bamboozled. Bamboozled. Yes, Couldn't that get comes it. to mind. Yeah. 4.99 on the Tiguan, on the Crossport, the seven-seater Atlas. Amazing. You don't, you don't see rates like this and you can never understand them. Despite the fact that he's the rain man, this he can't grasp. I don't know. No, and I he's a number remember. guy. Yeah, it's, no, it's weird. Just don't know. Great weekend, guys. Uh, great year last year. Looking forward to a new year with you guys. Thanks to all our sponsors, to Volkswagen, Terry, low, low, low rates, McDonald's, Brandy Seacon, Gord, Steve Rogers, Macca Ranch, the Johnsons, and the Kamloops Blazers. They're on board. We're looking for more, and we could have some big announcements coming on that front soon. 544 subscribers. Whoa. 544. That's good. That's good. Ripping up towards 600. Remember when we had, we, we had like 50? Yes. Yep. Things are things are growing here at KLW. Maybe some big announcements to make soon as well. Related, related. Mm-hmm. What is it? What sound does a phoenix make? Can we say that? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, we'll leave that there for now. <laughs> for Christopher Folds, for Magic Mike, <laughs> the Phoenix himself, and for Bill, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week.